0: Today's big question is, how well are you learning? I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is God's Wisdom for Today, a weekday live broadcast series from the book of Proverbs. Just like a proverb, this show is a short, wisdom-packed nugget of truth teaching us how to live our lives well. The book of Proverbs is an invitation from God to step into the wisdom of God. It is a very practical roadmap for developing the skill of living. Let's dive into episode 64 today, and we're going to take a look at Proverbs 4.13. We're going to read it and talk about the language and the meaning, and then we're going to connect it to our everyday lives by asking ourselves some questions. But before we get to all of that, let's take a moment to pray. Father, I am grateful for this opportunity to sit with your word, to talk about your word, to look into it. And Spirit, I ask you to open it to us today, to our understanding, that you would give us not only ears to hear and eyes to see, but that you would give understanding to our hearts and a willingness to take action, that you would teach us each what we need to learn this morning, and that then we would absorb it in a way that would lead to our lives looking like Jesus. That's what I ask. And I ask as you go forward through this time that you would protect my internet signal and guide my thoughts and my mind. Let everything that we do and say in this time be glorifying to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's take a look at Proverbs 4.13. It is a short verse. It says, hold on to instruction. Don't let go, guard it, for it is your life. Chapter four is a general teaching to follow righteousness and avoid wickedness. It's the fifth time we have a dad talking to his son, and he has three discussions with him about the value of wisdom. And today we are in the second discussion. It's titled Two Ways of Life, and those are the way of wisdom and the way of the wicked. We're going to talk about two main topics in this verse today, the idea of instruction and what it means to hold on to it. And the concept that wisdom is life. The big idea for today is that not only is wisdom ideal for navigating through life, as we found out in verses 10 through 12 of this chapter, but it is life itself. Let's talk about instruction first. Instruction is not just getting knowledge or intellectual enlargement, right? Expansion of our intellect to get smarter, like we think about when we think about book learning, like the kind of learning that you would have done in school, or it's not the kind of instruction that my son is getting in biology and English class. It is synonymous with wisdom. Remember that wisdom is applied knowledge. It's skill in biblical living. If we're thinking about the school analogy I used a moment ago, it would be more like trade school, the kind of learning that is applied life skills. The things that dad is teaching his son in this discussion are the instructions that we're talking about, and that's in the value of wisdom and its importance in life. If you feel like as we go through Proverbs that this idea is new to you, let me remind you that everything that we know Everything that we know, we have been taught. We've had to learn all of it. We wouldn't wake up one morning and miraculously understand how important wisdom is. Sure, some deep thinkers might have come to that conclusion on their own, but most of us, we learn what we're taught and wisdom isn't typically an emphasis in our churches or our homes. One commentator says, everything you need to know, you must learn. Everything right and true that you learn must be kept securely. Your life depends on being corrected from error and taught truth to know how to live. We don't just need to take in information. We need to absorb it and retain it. Other translations say hold fast to instruction, which will help understand what I'm saying in the following quote that I am going to read from John Gill. Hold fast to instruction. Head knowledge of the gospel instruction is not hold fast enough. It must be heart knowledge of it. It is taken fast hold of when it is mixed with faith when heard, when it is digested and incorporated as it were into men and becomes the ingrafted word, when men are led experimentally and practically into it and are not hearers only, but doers of it and being thus taken fast hold of. Matthew 7, 24 through 27 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them, will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew, and it pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, rivers rose, the winds blew, and pounded that house, and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. Jesus says that good hearers are those who take his words, his instructions, and build their lives on them by doing, by action. Those who do that, like Proverbs has described in previous verses, that those who take that path of wisdom will be safe. The Greek meaning of take hold is a verb that means to be strong, to strengthen, to be courageous, to overpower. This is the word that's used in the verse that you all know that says, be strong and of good courage. God told Joshua to be strong in taking the promised land in Joshua 1, 6, and 7. And then Joshua encourages the people in the same way in Joshua 10, 25. Why do teachers and pastors and parents and even the author of this book need to use so much repetition? Because most hearers are just doing that. They are just hearing. They hear and they don't absorb. We're generally lazy listeners and easily distracted. We don't always appreciate instruction and we don't always take the steps necessary to retain it. Effective learning requires attention, acceptance and understanding, retention and application. If you are drowning at sea, about to go under the waves and gulping for air and you heard someone call out, grab the lifeline, don't let go, hold the line, And live, you would do it. Because otherwise, unless God has some plan to take you up to heaven like Elijah or have a whale swallow you like Jonah, you are not going to make it. That lifeline is all of a sudden critically important. Wisdom is our lifeline. We just don't always realize that we're in need of it. And this verse is telling us it is your life. That Hebrew word can be either literal or figurative. It can mean living, breathing, actual, physical life, or it can mean the idea of flourishing, of being safe. Psalm 119 uses it to tell us that God's word preserves life. C.S. Spurgeon tells the following story. I'm going to read it. It's a little long, but it illustrates something I want to leave you with. In the Southern Seas, an American vessel was attacked by a wounded whale, a huge monster ran out for the length of a mile from the ship, and then it turned around, and with the whole force of its acquired speed, it struck the ship and made it leak at every timber so as to begin to go down. The sailors got out all their boats, they filled them as quickly as they could with the necessaries of life, and began to pull away from the ship. Just then, two strong men might be seen leaping into the water who swam to the vessel, leaped on board, disappeared for a moment, and then came up bringing something in their hands. Now, just as they sprang into the sea, down went the vessel, and they were carried round in the vortex. But they were observed to be both of them swimming, not as struggling to get away, but as if they were looking for something, which at last they both seized and carried to the boats. Now, what was this treasure? What article could be so valued as to lead them to risk their lives? It was the ship's compass, which had been left behind, without which they could not have found their way out of those lonely southern seas into the high road of commerce. That compass was life to them, and the gospel of the living God is the same to us. You and I must venture all for the gospel. This infallible word of God must be guarded to the death. Men may tell us what they please and say what they will, but we will risk everything sooner than give up those eternal principles by which we have been saved. Let's ask ourselves some questions. How good of a learner are you? If you think about what teachers and pastors have taught you in your life, how much have you retained? Can you actually apply that knowledge to situations in your life today? What are some practical ways that you can hold on to and don't let go of wisdom? In other words, what would help you retain it and apply it to become doers and not just hearers? If we need to be instructed to hold fast. If someone has to tell us that that we should hold on, that implies that the things that we receive by instructions will slip away if we don't make an effort to hold on to them. What might cause us to lose these instructions? Today's big question is how well are you learning? If you want a place to think about and write down the answers to those questions, we send out a set of free journal pages each Sunday evening in an email. If you want to be on the list to receive that email, go to get Wisdom, dot link backslash email and I'll put you on the list and we'll be happy to send those out to you each Sunday evening. As for me, I'm thinking about what it takes to retain and apply knowledge this morning. In school, they use repetition and testing to see how much you learn. But if you've ever crammed for a test and then forgot that information the moment you walked out of the classroom, you know that cramming knowledge in your head for a test isn't the way to retain it. But retaining this instruction is critical because it's life. It's keeping us safe. It protects our life and allows us to flourish. It's critical that we retain this. Here are a few ways I was thinking about that we could retain the knowledge, the instruction that we receive. Meditate on it throughout the day. Continue to think about it. Bring it back to your mind over and over and think about the different applications in your life. Pray about it throughout your day. When you're bringing that back to mind, Pray about that. Pray it into your life. Pray about ways to apply it. Share what you learn with someone else. There is no better way to absorb and retain information than to teach it to someone else. And lastly, actually implement it. Don't let things just sit around your head and not be acted on. Be doers of the word and not just hearers. How about you? What will you do with what you've learned today? Let's close in prayer. Lord, we don't want wisdom for our own success. But instead, we want it so that we can love you and know you and love others. We want it so that we can live lives that glorify you and honor you. So give us that kind of wisdom, Father. It's the kind of wisdom that transforms our lives into the likeness of Christ. Amen. Thank y'all so much for joining me today. If you are a broadcast watcher and you're seeing it on our Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, then if you think this has been helpful for you, share it with a friend. Invite someone else to join us the next time we do this, which will be, what is today's Wednesday? Which will be Friday. If you're a podcast listener, subscribe to the show and then share it with a friend who would benefit from it. Until next time, y'all, I hope you have a fantastic day.